0: Better Call Saul hasn't even started, which is great news, because we're just getting started, too, on Better Call Saul, the post-show recap. And now, here are the two guys who are ready to prequel it up. I'm Rob Sestrino. Here's Antonio Mazzaro. Antonio!
1: Rob, I'm so ready for this. I was born for this. I feel like I live for this. We're back. We got renewed in a spinoff somehow. Yes, we are the ones who prequel. That's right. That's right. We have to do this. We are the ones who spin off. Yes. No half measures on this this coverage here. Yes. And this is actually a prequel to our
0: Breaking Bad podcast. We are podcasting with you from the year 2007. Twist. The twist.
1: (laughs) twist. M. Night Shyamalan is the producer of this podcast.
0: No, no. We are here to talk about Better Call Saul, which is coming. The highly anticipated prequel to Breaking Bad, which is coming to you. This weekend, a two-night premiere, Sunday night and Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And Antonio, we're very excited.
1: I am so thrilled. I don't even know where to begin. I I was a little trepidatious when I heard that the show was going to exist. And then the more I found out about it, the more we got Vince Gilligan on board. And the more the reviews started streaming in about what people have seen, the more and more excited I am. And now I can't even contain myself. I'm like 99% excited.
0: Yes, 99.99, is it, are you as pure as Walter White's meth?
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm like right up there. I'm definitely not like 64 in the 70s. I'm like in the 90s. This is really good stuff. That's
0: very good. All right, so we are very excited and pumped up to talk about Better Call Saul. Of course, uh, Antonio and I used to podcast about Breaking Bad. It was actually before Post Show Recaps even existed uh, Antonio and I podcast about the final eight episodes of Breaking Bad on com, And we had some unfinished business, Antonio.
1: We did, especially since uh, one of those episodes, in fact, coincided with the birth of your child.
0: Yes. So yes. we didn't
1: get to finish. We didn't get to wrap it up. It was myself and Stephen Fishback.
0: Yes, it was very well done, though. I listened to it uh, driving around in the days after it. But yeah, my son was born on September 29th, 2013, <laughs> Which was one of the blackout dates for my wife. I told her that that was a date. I was busy. Breaking Bad finale. Luckily, she got took care of all that baby stuff earlier in the day, and I was able to watch the finale of Breaking Bad later in the night.
1: How courteous of her! What what a what a special woman that Nicole Sesternino.
0: Yes, he got in right under the wire for the East Coast airing, and then I caught the West Coast showing of it. But I had to stay off Twitter. I didn't want to get unspoiled or anything like that
1: and imagine if your grandfather told you a story or your father told you a story about when you were born and they said well the moon landing was happening or you know (laughs) this key event was happening no you're gonna tell your son i had to stay off twitter the night you were born
0: yeah and he's gonna be like what's twitter (laughs) he's gonna be like what's twitter is exactly what he's gonna say (laughs) yeah all right so we have a lot to talk about and it should go as no surprise antonio and i are Huge fans of Breaking Bad. Antonio, were you a fan of Breaking Bad the whole way through as it aired?
1: I wish that were the case. Uh, I, I I, actually just couldn't get with what I considered to be what seemed like a sad story about a guy dying of cancer who, who was just trying to do these things for his family. So it took me about two seasons of people raving about it before I binged on it and dove in with both feet.
0: Yeah. How about you? That was probably a similar case with me. Actually, I think I watched the first season when it was on and then... I didn't keep up with it into the second season uh, when it was on. And then I just fell behind. And it was like one of those things where I was like, okay, well, I'll catch up with it. I'll catch up with it eventually. And then, you know, everybody was just talking about it. And I think I completely binge watched all of like seasons two, three, and four in time to get ready for season five. And then I was watching live all the way through season five.
1: I think there were a lot of TV shows. I I think season one was affected by the writer's strike. And I think there were a lot of TV shows that were And there were a lot of shows that people gave up on or didn't pick back up. It just a lot of things came to an end abruptly and people weren't necessarily ready for that. And some some shows had a lot of episodes in the can, some didn't. So it doesn't surprise me that you watched some of season one and maybe didn't pick it back up till later. Because I think that's a tale that a lot of people had with shows around that time. But I'm glad Breaking Bad lived through the writer's strike. Oh my God, can you imagine if it didn't?
0: Yes, it would have been a darkest timeline to have no Breaking Bad and no Better Call Saul. Hopefully,
1: hopefully. Yeah, we're we're in a better place now because because whatever happened, happened. All right. We're in a better place now because of it.
0: we're in a fantastic place. Yeah. And so Breaking Bad, you know, was such a breakout hit. And for me, I think where it really started to pick up momentum for me on my watch through it was I feel like at the point that Saul comes into the series, that's the point where I feel like that show goes into a whole nother level that it never reaches before him. I just feel like things just start to accelerate.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting observation. I think you're definitely right about that because the reason they get Saul involved, I think Jesse's quote is something like, you want a criminal, criminal lawyer. Like you want a, or you want a criminal lawyer. Like Saul is like, okay, we're not just going to play around here. We're going to, we're in some kind of some high water here that we need some help with and we need somebody to bail us out and and we need somebody to get out, get our people out of trouble and who do we call we better call Saul and from then on they became sort of more of an enterprise than these guys that just didn't really know what they were doing and were kind of small time and so you're right i think it really does pick up steam
0: okay so we have better call saul as the spin-off to breaking bad and we know a lot about the show, but I also feel like we don't know a ton about the show. So we're going to follow the story of Saul Goodman, of course, uh, the great lawyer played by Bob Odenkirk, who's going to reprise his role from the show. Do we know where in the Breaking Bad timeline the
1: show is going to start? I'm not sure we know specifically. We do know that it's going to be uh, several years. I think the, the near present I've heard it described, it's going to be a couple to a few years Before the Breaking Bad timeline actually starts.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, they're going to be sort of like painted into a box a little bit by where they're going to start this thing. Although all of Breaking Bad, I think the five seasons of Breaking Bad plays out in only two years. So I guess they could say, oh, it's 2004 and do 10 seasons of this show. And then it's only like 2006 by the end of it. And, you know, Bob Odenkirk is like, you know, 68 years old, like playing uh, 40.
1: Yeah, they could, or, or they could have a flashback season, a flashback and a prequel. That could happen, right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Let's go all the way back. Why not? Let's, take him, let's take him back. Let's to take him back to birth. Were you surprised when they did Better Call Saul that
0: they did it as a prequel? Because I felt like the thing to me that was going to make the most sense was to do Better Call Saul after he goes into the witness protection and have it be following the events of Breaking Bad.
1: That, that seemed to make the most sense to me as well. And it actually, it sounds a little bit like we're going to get the, the kind of origin story of Saul Goodman in Better Call Saul. And I think you could have told the same story with, uh, with, not it be, with it not being a prequel, with just picking up where he had nothing and had to build himself back up. So I'll be interested to see why they felt the, the, what made the most sense was to do a prequel. Uh, because like you, I agree that they could have just picked things up where they left off and shown him building himself back up. And that would have made a ton of sense, but maybe it was because they wanted to make, make room for people like Walter and Jesse showing up, or as we'll talk about, uh, some other key characters from Breaking Bad.
0: You know, and the wild thing about this Breaking Bad universe that we're about to reimmerse ourselves in is that we could get, you know, flashbacks to things that happened like we saw Walter and Skyler when they were just buying their house that they moved into. Then we also see... Walter, you know, a year later on his 52nd birthday, showing what's going to be going on then. So we could at some point in this series play with the timeline, see what ultimately ends up happening to Saul in the future after the events of Breaking Bad. We could also see Saul in a flash forward to the events that are happening during Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think anything's fair game. I think the fact that they've kind of set the clock back they have a specific story that they want to tell. But as you point out, by setting it back, they sort of do limit themselves. And so one of the ways you get out of that is you play with the timeline, whether you flash forward to events from the series or you flash ahead all the way to stuff beyond the series. I think it's it's sort of an open door to do exactly whatever they want and need to do. But yeah, I mean, if you introduce, if you introduce new characters that people love, uh, then maybe you don't want to flash forward. So I think they're probably playing it by ear and just seeing exactly how it goes and, they're painted into a corner a little bit, but if I if I trust anyone, it's Vince Gilligan to find the way to paint out.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that's so exciting to me about all of this is that Vince Gilligan is doing the show, and I almost feel like had Better Call Saul been done by somebody else, like maybe just like one of the people who were sort of like the underlings of Vince Gilligan on the original show, I would definitely be concerned, but I almost feel like, and I don't want to jinx it, but I feel like Vince Gilligan can't screw this up. Am I being overconfident?
1: No, I don't think you are because I feel the same way. If you'll remember what initially was pitched uh, for Better Call Saul was to in fact have kind of an underling or or someone who had worked on Breaking Bad spin this off and make it their show. And then in the development, there was a time when Vince Gilligan was brought on board to, to really just kind of work on this show exclusively because he has a few other things in development. And when he came on to work on the show exclusively, they announced the show was being picked up for a second season preemptively, like it was already happening. So I don't know if that was part of his deal or not, but once, once he got in and and that was kind of announced, I figured it was a good sign. And I figured it was a good sign that, that we were going to hit the ground running. And it sounds like that's the case.
0: Now I forgot to set up at the top of the show, what Antonio and I are going to be doing in order to cover the show. Obviously, I think you've probably assumed what that's going to be, which is going to be recaps after every episode of the show. What we're going to be doing are live recaps on post show recaps because we want to be interactive. We want to take questions from you guys during the show. So we will be, of course, taking your questions live and your tweets live after the episodes as they air here on Monday nights. Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern is going to be the regular time slot. Plus, we'll also be taking your emails as well. Uh, Better Call Saul at postshowrecaps.com as well. So We've got, I'm going to take a lot of feedback from you guys. We really want this to be as interactive as possible talking about this show that we're really excited about.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the, the pedigree is such the breaking bad pedigree because it isn't just Vince Gilligan and Peter gold, uh, who is the person who created the Saul character who was originally slated, uh, with Vince to kind of run this. They're also going to have a lot of the same directors. Michelle McLaren, who's a great director on breaking bad is going to direct some episodes. I think Brian Cranston himself is going to direct episodes. So it's going to be shot on location in New Mexico or has been shot on location in New Mexico. So much of the pedigree is the same that this is a, this is a very much anticipated show by you and I and by others, Rob. So we're happy to be talking about it live. Um, I think we're both hopeful that it will deliver uh, those kind of moments like breaking bad that that'll be that'll be worth breaking down in the moment right after the show ends.
0: And what we're going to do to cover the two night premiere, because it's sort of a uh, crazy back-to-back schedule So this upcoming Sunday night, which I believe is going to be uh, Sunday the 8th, uh, we are going to first be covering here on Post Show Recaps the live part two of the season five premiere of The Walking Dead. So first, I'm going to have that with Josh Wiggler. That's going to be live at 1015 p.m. Eastern Time Uh, and then. After that, I'm going to uh, then catch up on the Better Call Saul premiere part one. And then Antonio and I will do a shorter show on Sunday night. And then on Monday night, we'll be covering night two of the premiere live and do a longer show and be able to take more of your feedback. So we'll have two shows, uh, but it's going to be a little bit of a shorter show on Sunday night at a little bit of a delayed time because of Walking Dead. And then we will have a, a more extensive recap after the second night and be able to talk about the two shows on Monday night, the 9th, starting at 11.15 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to be there for us live, of course, that'll also be up on postshowrecaps.com after the fact. So let's get into uh, talking a, a little bit more about uh, Better Call Saul and specifically Saul Goodman as a character. Antonio, are you concerned at all as to whether Saul Goodman can carry an entire series?
1: I'm really not. I, I think the world of Bob Odenkirk, I, I think he's magnificent. I think one of the things Josh Wiggler and I talk about the show Justified here on Post Show Recaps, and Justified, they always are playing with using comedians in sort of dramatic roles. Uh, because if you can play comedy, then you can play pathos, and you can really uh, take it just a notch further and, and really be the kind of the sad clown. And I think that Bob Odenkirk has a, a ton of ability to do that. When you say that this is going to be a prequel, that's it's going to show Saul from where he started. I really like the idea of starting him from nothing and, and having kind of a pathetic character uh, and have Bob Odenkirk playing that character. I think he has a real ability there because he's a comedian to kind of just take it one little twist further and take the happiness that he generates and turn it into sadness uh, or to make us care about him as a character. So I, I guess I would be a little concerned if it wasn't in the people's hands that it's in. But I think that in their hands, I think we can we can get something really good. I don't know. Are are you concerned about that, or were you know. concerned?
0: I I wouldn't say that I'm concerned, but I'm just wondering, like, where does this story ultimately end? I know that they have always talk about with Breaking Bad Vince Gilligan, where we're going to take uh, you know Mr. Chibs and turn him into Scarface by the end of the show. But I feel like at the start of Breaking Bad, I don't feel like Better Call Saul is a monster like i feel like his growth also or his what i guess the opposite of growth his d- decline his you know march towards darkness i feel like that also continues on into breaking bad so i feel like i'm not sure where we're getting off this ride
1: yeah you're right i mean it is an interesting the show's not called breaking goodman because it's not it's not about him becoming a better person uh it's definitely a, a downward spiral for this character and we're going to meet him at a position I I think that we know he's going to end up much worse from. Uh, His life changed significantly when he got involved with Walter and Jesse, uh, and much for the worse, ultimately. So it it will be an interesting thing to see where we are, Kim, but I guess we need to keep in mind where he was when we first met him in this series uh, and recognize that he's probably not going to be at that point when we start Better Call Saul. So by starting at a different point and, and knowing where we're going to end up, where he's this sort of, skeezy, scummy TV lawyer who has the constitution in his office and has crazy TV commercials and is considered to be this very successful yet very low rent kind of attorney. uh, It'll be very interesting to see where he begins to end up there. And I think that will be an altogether different arc than Breaking Bad, but not one uh, that could be less interesting depending on how they go for it.
0: You know, tonally Breaking Bad was such a show where it was cliffhanger after cliffhanger and I feel like it was almost like the TV equivalent of taking crystal meth because you were just like after an episode, you couldn't go to sleep and you were just like pacing around waiting for the next one and taking apart things in your house while you waited for the next episode of Breaking Bad to come on because it was such a cliffhanger. Do you feel like that Better Call Saul will be like that at all?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I think that there will be some, some drama in it. But I mean, think about it this way. We know that he survives. We know uh, some of the characters that are going to appear on the series that are Breaking Bad characters, we'll know that they're going to survive. So they're not going to be able to jeopardize people's lives that way. But in the same vein, those characters that don't show up in Breaking Bad, that are part of the Saul story, I think any of them are in jeopardy. So by by defining a universe of characters who can't die, I think that you're also defining the universe of characters who can so that any opportunity, those characters get put in jeopardy, I think is one where we're going to have a lot of drama in it because we're going to be pretty sure as viewers that they could go because we didn't see them in breaking bad. So I think that they, if they want to really go that kind of high stakes level, they certainly can do that. I wouldn't be surprised though, if this were a kind of a lower, a lower stakes show than that. Uh, But I, I understand that there's drug dealers and people involved in some of these first episodes. So even at the beginning, Saul was mixing it up with some pretty dirty individuals. So they could go right to those kind of stakes right away.
0: Antonio, are you following
1: Gotham? I am. I'm I'm a little, I'm about two episodes behind, but I'm following it generally.
0: But do you feel like better call Saul will be sort of that tone where we're going to be seeing like the young Gustavo fring and all sorts of people from the breaking bad universe where, they're not quite the fully formed characters that we know from Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that that's possible in, in certain respects. I think one of the criticisms that got them is that they sped that up too much. And of course, that's a network show and they're trying to reach as broad of an audience as possible. So they want to put as many of those sort of dog whistles or call outs as they can early in the in the series to get people saying, oh, I know that person's going to be Poison Ivy or that person's going to be the Joker. or That person's going to be the Riddler. And and I understand the the appeal of that to that the kind of broader audience. And I think Better Call Saul is probably going to dip into that well, but I think they'll do it in a in a subtle and, and promising way uh, that I think will I mean will will be very interesting. We'll probably get into this today here, Rob. But I, for example, we know that Saul knew Gus Fring before he introduced Walter to him. We mm-hmm. know that he knew him. So there's a big question of how well did he know? Him? How much were they involved? When did they meet? That's the sort of thing I think. This show probably should explore uh, for just interesting purposes and can explore in a way that isn't just, hey, here's all of your favorite Breaking Bad characters in weird cameos. There's a there's a fine line to tread here, and I'm I'm pretty confident this show is aware of that and will do the right thing.
0: Hey, well, let's talk about some of the characters that we're going to be seeing on Breaking Bad. Of course, we start with Saul Goodman himself, and there's a lot that we already know about Saul, of course, from his four year stint on breaking bad. Now, do you know exactly where we pick things up with Saul? Is he just starting
1: off as a lawyer in terms of better call Saul? Yes. No, I think that he's I think that he's sort of on the outs uh, in his legal career. Like he's he's kind of reached a a point. I don't know if you want to go to the Joseph Campbell or whatever, but he's he's venturing out into the world after some adversity, I think, is where we're going to pick it up. And uh, so he's not just out of law school, kind of just starting to practice. I think he's had some legal some legal work and i think he's on the outs with some maybe former partners or something like that and is kind of finding his way in the world on his own so i think that's where we pick it up
0: yeah so when we start the show Saul is actually going to be named Jimmy McGill is he going to be Jimmy McGill for a while is he sort of like Anakin Skywalker and we're going to see him eventually uh, become Darth Vader by the end of Better Call Saul
1: it's a good question like i said i don't know if the show is called Breaking Goodman like i don't know if we're going to see how how he's going to eventually end up or if this is going to be something he picks up pretty quickly. We do know from Breaking Bad that that's sort of a self-styled moniker that he said he wanted to use, quote for the homeboys who want a member of tribe like a pipe hitter, you know, he wants to he really he he adopted that name because he he wanted to sound like a Jewish lawyer. And and probably not not only that, but his name sounds like it's all good, man. Like I think that that was a name he specifically chose. So I think that it'll be interesting to see when he puts that name on and if it represents like sort of the bat suit for him. Like when he puts on the Saul Goodman name, he's a different guy and he's finding success. Like Walter White with Heisenberg. Like when he creates this alternate, uh, alternate identity, is that when he's really going to pick up? Yeah, exactly. Is that when business is going to pick up? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Sort (laughs) of. Yeah. Sort of, sort of
0: Saul in these early episodes. Yes. Now, I have read that the show is going to deal more with like a week by week story. Do you think that this is going to be sort of a procedural law drama?
1: I hope not personally, and I'm a lawyer, so I I've seen enough of those on TV and we've seen them in so many different ways, whether it's how to get away with murder, whether it's suits, whether it's law and order, no matter what it is, I think that we want to see the character arcs. We want to actually see characters progressing through their lives and uh, encountering things and being changed by those things and conversing with people who give them advice and maybe changing their life for the better or worse because of it. I think that's the kind of elevated drama that we want to see. And yeah, so whether it's going to be a a week by week procedural or whether it's going to be the sort of elevated drama where we look at character arcs and exactly how they play out. We, I mean, we want to see that stuff. We want to see people changing. We want to see people getting advice from some kind of figure that changes them or makes them worse or makes them better. That's what we want to see. Breaking Bad was so compelling, of course, because it was one of the first shows where a character's arc was actually downward trending. uh, And that's not something we were used to seeing. So it was fascinating to watch uh, from a meta standpoint. And so I think this show is aware of what procedural dramas are and the weaknesses of them. I think it can have some week to week stories with, with by, and also progress the characters in a way and show them change by those week to week stories and I, I'm confident they can pull it
0: off. Okay. Um one of the other familiar faces from Breaking Bad that's going to be a part of Better Call Saul is going to be our good friend uh Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, and Better Better Call Trout. I love that. I love that uh that Mike is around. I don't know as, as far as that goes is this a character that you wanted to see again or that you want to see more of?
0: Boy, um, he's so good on Breaking Bad. Um, I'm interested to see how uh, they go ahead and use him here, and how he's not just being a caricature of himself from Breaking Bad. But I think it's going to be interesting. Again, I just like bow to Vince Gilligan on all of this stuff and say, well, he's not going to screw it up.
1: Yeah, it's it's very interesting because when we first meet Mike, right, he's he's kind of Saul's muscle or he's not even really his muscle. He's just sort of his 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 private investigator and kind of maybe like a cleaner, like a cleaner or a fixer. Right. Yeah. He's like the wolf. But I don't think we really realize the true expertise and skill of Mike until the later seasons of Breaking Bad. I'm thinking of the episodes in season five, for example, uh, when he's on a hit list that Lydia has put out. Uh, and he gets the drop on the Hitman by setting up all these traps and things at the uh, on the porch and tricking them and coming in the back door and things like that. I mean, this Mike Erman Trout that we know from the later seasons of Breaking Bad is almost like Batman. Like he is just so good at his job and so good at what he does. And I don't think we have a true sense of that at the beginning of Breaking Bad. So I do wonder if the story is going to be that maybe Mike was uh, Mike was a little reluctant, like maybe he had been this sort of private investigator. I mean, he was a cop we know in the past. And so maybe he was, he was not so ready to break bad. And maybe his interactions with Saul turn him into a character that, that ends up where he ends up this sort of Batman character. I don't know. I, he was so reluctant with everything with Walter and Jesse. I I do wonder uh, what his, where we're going to meet him in this series.
0: Now, one of the other characters that we're going to see here is going to be Saul's brother, Chuck McGill, played by uh Michael mckeon What yeah, do you what I, do you think of I'm,
1: this? I'm super excited about that. That Michael that Michael McKean is is uh one of my personal favorites. I I don't I just think everything he turns up in uh he usually just knocks it out of the park. I mean from I love him in this his Spinal Tap. He sort of looks like a Triple H, but he acts like a, just a completely idiotic rock star. Like it's a fantastic role for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Clue is a classic role for him as well, from around the same time period. I know one of your favorites uh, is Mr. Green. He's just so so funny. Yes, uh, so he's just he's so good in just about everything he does. I love him on Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, as the the kind of the guy who's always bugging Larry about giving to the kids charity. Like I just love his little roles when he pops up in anything. So the fact that we're going to get like a, a full character from Michael McKean is is like a real treat for me. Uh, and I'm very excited about that. And is he? Is he who is he playing? Do, do you know that? He's playing Saul's brother. Is yeah, that right? He's
0: playing the older brother. And he's uh, described as sort of a guy who is all about doing the right thing as a lawyer. So he seems like he's sort of like the moral compass for Saul. So I'm wondering if Saul is going to become who we know he's going to become. Like, I feel like that we're we need some sort of a negative influence on him.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that'll and that be very interesting to see exactly who that is. Is it going to be Mike? Is it going to be uh, some other Walter White type character or some negative uh, client that he had? Or is it going to be some ex coworker? We, I don't think we really know, but if his brother's a do-the-right-thing type, then yeah, he's, he's going to be the sort of yin-to-the-yang of whoever makes Saul who Saul is ultimately.
0: Yeah. It's going to be uh, very fun to watch. And I also think it's an interesting casting choice to go with Michael McKeon, who is, you know, a comedic actor for his entire career uh, in a show that's not necessarily uh, a comedy. Maybe at best you could say it's going to be dramedy. But also the lead of this show is a guy who his entire career was a comedic actor before he became Saul Goodman.
1: Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, I really think that uh, more and more shows recognize that comedians have the ability to kind of twist it just one, one turn past what they play for humor uh, and they can play for pathos or they can play for a lot of different emotions. So I think shows are recognizing that you can put comedians in the, I mean, if we think about, just look at Brian Cranston, what did we know? Brian Cranston, we knew him as Watley and we knew him as the dad from Malcolm in the middle. And here he is like a legendary TV character from these totally idiotic, like comedic roles on TV. So uh, you need to look no further than what breaking bad did with Brian Cranston to realize you can have true success with an actor who's known for comedic roles, just because you haven't seen him in too many dramas doesn't mean they can't really knock it out of the park.
0: What's been the response to better call Saul from the people that have seen the first couple episodes
1: as I understand it. Yeah, we have not, I haven't seen a, a second of it and I've tried to stay unspoiled as to the Particulars of the plots, but as I understand it, it's getting raves. I mean, I heard I saw one review probably fairly stupidly said better than Breaking Bad, better uh, than Breaking Bad, <laughs> better than wow, Bad, which is like that's setting the bar in a place where it nobody deserves it to be. Uh, I just I mean, I've heard really, really, really good things. I, by the way, I think that was um, that was the Esquire review that said it was better than Breaking Bad. The uh, I mean, I've just heard other reviews saying it's better than the, the, the first tone- episode. Yeah, they said the first few, that Stephen March of Esquire wrote the first few episodes are better than Breaking Bad's first few episodes.
0: Okay, well, so, you know, that I could see because, you know, just because, you know, Breaking Bad, I think, is the best show. I, I think that I would have that at number one of my power rankings just because I think there's just no wasted motion on Breaking Bad like there are on so many other shows. I just feel like it's, it's so uh, perfectly done uh most of the way through on breaking bad but to say that the first couple episodes if you want to nitpick those and say this is better because you have a guy like Vince Gilligan who's done you know 60 some odd episodes of breaking bad and that now has uh is a more polished showrunner i think that might be a fair thing to say
1: yeah maybe and i guess we'll find out i mean we'll we'll see i don't i think you, you grab the headlines by saying better than breaking bad and then maybe you get into the nuance, well, like yeah, this is more fully realized from the start, or uh, they've got a better supporting cast developed right away, or whatever the nitpicky stuff is, and, and maybe fairly put as as you put it. Uh, I, but I mean, that's that's what they're saying. There, I've I've yet to hear one really negative thing. Uh, I haven't heard any of the concerns that people had when that was announced. I haven't heard negative things like that being voiced about what they've shown to critics in advance. So I've heard really good things. Our our friend uh, Josh Wiggler wrote a great. Eleven Better Call Saul non spoilers you need to know before the Breaking Bad spinoff premieres for MTV.com. Yes, and he he loved it too. So I mean, I trust Josh unequivocally. If Josh loved it, then I think we're in good shape.
0: Yeah. What was a interesting one that, that uh, you could spoil from Josh's article?
1: Well, that's a that's a very good question. I would say that uh, it, this is a this is perhaps a small one, but I think it's an important one. I I Josh said something like color theory is alive and well. And by that, it's the colors in Breaking Bad always meant something. There were always things going on. The show was so tightly constructed, even in the way it was shot. Uh, whether it was Walter White's Aztec representing things about him or things like that, um, that was always going on. And to know that this show is being similarly constructed on a detail level is something that is very encouraging to me. And I don't think that spoils anything, uh, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a the sort of little detail that you look for when you say, well, is this show going to be any good? Okay. They're paying the same level of attention to things like color choices that they did in breaking bad. And those things are going to end up mattering. And I think that that is a really good thing for me to hear.
0: But did they end up mattering on breaking bad?
1: I think they did only in that they represented how well constructed the show was. I think that if you go through and you look at some of the things that were going on in the backgrounds of of these episodes, they, they didn't forget details. And so they might put something like a rice and capsule together and it might take four or five seasons for that thing to pay off, but they weren't forgetting about it. They mm-hmm. were they were, they were super detail oriented on like the show. The attention to detail. Yeah. And, and that, and that reflects in so many ways, including things like color choices. And by doing that, I think, you know, you have a show that's being meticulously crafted to, as you point out, not waste any moments, not waste any time, make things matter. That's the short, sort of show that gets really rewarding on a rewatch. Um, that's the sort of show that really is worth breaking down so you can go through and pause and look at things. I mean, that's a show that whether or not they ultimately matter in terms of like, no, this is how the story ended, they don't matter. But as you're watching it, they, they lend so much to the experience that I think they matter uh, for the way you and I break down television and the way we watch TV today.
0: What do you think is going to be the ratings response to Better Call Saul's premiere?
1: I hope it's great. I mean, I do you know of anything else other than the, they're pairing it with The Walking Dead on Sunday night, right? Yes. So that should be, that should be pretty, uh, that's the best, the high, most highly rated show on cable TV, right? It's
0: probably the best time slot in all of TV to be on after uh, The Walking Dead. Now, other things like, you know, Halt and Catch Fire and stuff like that, uh, we're not able to capitalize on that, but you gotta figure, if there's an you know, seventeen, eighteen million people watch The Walking Dead on Sunday night. What do you think the number is for Better Call Saul?
1: I think it's uh, I think it's every bit of thirteen or fourteen million. 13, 14 million. Okay. I the, the, and the, this is all to say, like halt and Catch Fire, I never made it past halt. Right. So <laughs> you I understand. It I, and it never caught fire. Before I, I totally fire. get that. Yeah, I totally get that. But I mean, what I'm I'm just looking here. What were the What were the ratings for Breaking Bad? I mean, the ratings for Breaking Bad's final season were fantastic. But I don't think they ever got to the level that uh, The Walking Dead's at right now.
0: Right. The Breaking so, Bad finale had ten million viewers.
1: Yeah. So is the the question? I I think what what I'm tracking here, and I think what we should keep our eyes on is is this going to have more viewers total than the Breaking Bad finale did? Uh, and I think the answer will be yes.
0: I will say I'll take the under on the take the under. I'll take right. the under. That'll be an interesting bet that we'll get to uh, next week. Uh, So what do we say that the loser has to get a Better Call Saul tattoo on 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 their face on their face? Yes. (laughs) Better Call Saul uh, face tattoo. It'll say
1: in the the script writing. Yes. In in cursive.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Such high stakes on Better Call Saul, the post show recap. Wow. All right. Uh, Is there anything else we need to know before we get into our Better Call Saul actual premiere this Sunday night?
1: No, I mean some of the things I'm going to look for. There, there are some of these little flags that we know about Saul from his sort of offhanded remarks. Uh, for example, he's mentioned that he's had multiple wives in the past, and at one point, I think in one of the first few episodes of season three, he tells Jesse that he caught one of them screwing his stepfather. Uh, he, he, he's had these. He told Walter White that he was successful at impersonating Kevin Costner at one point. Whoa! Uh, and that it worked because he believed because I believed it. Like, that's what he tells him. He's trying to get, I believe he's trying to get Walter to, to fun, funnel money through the laser tag business. And he tells him, look, you just have to believe it. Like you have to make this happen. Like I once impersonated Kevin Costner successfully because I believed it. So there's all these little anecdotes from Saul's life that he's let, let slip through his dialogue in Breaking Bad. And as a huge Breaking Bad fan, one of the things I'm going to look out for uh, is our, these little moments like that, the stuff about his his ex-wife and his stepfather and things like that, uh, is that something we're going to see play out in Better Call Saul? That'll be a nice callback for the big fans of Breaking Bad, and I'm definitely going to be looking for that. Uh, and, and so it's worth kind of probably a revisit on on what you know about Saul Goodman. You can probably look it up somewhere online uh, and find out uh, some of the details that we know about Saul going into Better Call Saul because I, I it wouldn't surprise me if they paid some of those off.
0: Last question. Will we see skinny Huel in Better Call Saul?
1: <laughs> oh, that would just be kind of sad. I mean, I, it's just to know that that guy went on, went in a downward spiral and ended up where he ended up. I, that'd be terrible. I don't know. I, I <laughs> I'm, are we, we're going to see fat Pete then if we see skinny Huel? <laughs> a
0: skinny Huel would be great. And then you just see him like, uh, wow. Like, uh, oh, I never knew about uh cool ranch Doritos. Yeah, these are great.
1: <laughs> yes oh my it'll be this series begins right as taco bell introduces the doritos locos tacos or the chalupa or something like that yeah yeah boy. bad news the kfc famous bowl it, it is at the <laughs> beginning of this episode the it first episode well. doesn't go well it's for just healed. downhill from there oh yeah. poor heel oh boy
0: all right, so we've got a lot to talk about. We are going to be live on uh, this upcoming Sunday night. What uh, what do you say, 12, 15, 12, 30? Keep an eye out on Post Show Recaps. I'll post a link for it. And of course, I know that's getting very late for you guys on the East Coast, so that will just be in your podcast feed. If you're subscribed to our Post Show Recaps feed, if you go to postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes for the iTunes feed. You can also get the RSS link by clicking the podcast tab. And of course, uh, you could use our post show recaps app, which is the, the, also the Rob has a podcast app. So go to Rob has a website dot com slash iOS for the iOS version or Rob a website dot com slash Android for the Android version. And we're very much looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say, what you're excited about in the comments on post Antonio.
1: Yeah, definitely let us know what you're looking forward to or things that you maybe expect to see because I think the fun of, of this series, a lot of it will be like, okay, where are we ending up with this? Are we going to end up with him meeting Gus at the end of this storyline or something like that? So would love to hear from you guys. I'm sure there's things that you guys are looking forward to that we didn't hit here today.
0: All right, and follow this man on Twitter. He's at AC Mazzaro. Let's give people a hashtag for this podcast. Let's go with a uh, hashtag better call Antonio.
1: All right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yes.
0: Uh, I don't think we mentioned on this podcast that you are also, for the uninitiated, a qualified legal professional, much like uh, Saul Goodman slash uh, Jimmy McGill.
1: I'm exactly like Saul Goodman. That's the kind (laughs) of lawyer I am. That's the kind of law I practice. That's what I do. That's that's me. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: an evil lawyer. That's
1: what I do. Um, (laughs) I have a pinky ring on right now.
0: Yes. All right. So, uh, Antonio, thank you so much. I'm very much looking forward to getting started uh, this Sunday night. I am too, Rob. All right, everybody. We'll have a dedicated Better Call Saul podcast feed coming soon as well. Looking forward to talking about 10 episodes of Better Call Saul. It's kicking off this Sunday night. Take care, everybody. Bye.